Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Trek actor and star of the 1992 television series Going to Extremes, Robert Duncan McNeil, <laughs> and myself, your favorite forever ensign garrett wong remember you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the delta flyers 92 going to extremes whoa doggy that's well robbie i mean i gotta say one of your most exciting adventuresome stories was from when you were filming yeah Going to extremes when you had yeah. to fight off uh, intruders in your rental house. I had hand-to-hand hand combat, combat. <laughs> with, with cat burglars, two of them, two of just... them in my condominium unit where I was right. living while we filmed that show. On a cliff, and on a cliff. It, w- it was built on the side of a cliff looking yes. down at the water below. I mean, the cliff was probably, you know, 20 feet high, and there was a little bit of room to walk between the building and the edge of the cliff, like five feet or so. Right, right. Yeah, it was a it was a second floor condo on yep. that cliff. Yeah. Woke up, didn't know what was happening, heard yep. noise, woke up, and I jumped up like a caveman. <laughs> Noises came out of me that I never knew existed. Well, and then there was this sort of like scuffling. Right. But they had entered yes. into the master bedroom window, correct? Yes. Isn't that the window they came into? So that's because we had left heard. that open for the for the nice for the, ocean for breeze. the ocean breeze. Exactly. And thinking we were on the second floor, yeah. in a secure, you know, guard gated uh, condominium right. complex. We thought it would be safe, but no, no. They, <laughs> they had found their way in and yes. uh, scuffled. And anyway, they escaped. I, you know, scuffled with them, but I don't know what I would have done if but, I had, if I had been able to hold on to one of them. Yeah. I don't know what. What was I going to do with them? But you didn't tell you didn't explain why you weren't able to hold on to one of them. Well, the reason. <laughs> so I guess because of tourism, they know a lot of tourists are coming with no weapons or self-defense other than, you know, nothing. There's no guns right. or knives or anything coming right. in the country. So they decide they put on little bikini bathing suits or whatever. Speedos. And they, speedos. And they grease their bodies so that if you do wake up like I did and you get your hands on them, you can't hold on. (laughs) If you grease up your body, it's like you can't, you know, there's no grabbing or holding. They can just pull off and run. And that's what happened both. And it was surreal. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like (laughs) trying to grab and, and, you know, hold one down and, and I can't hold on. It just, uh, yeah, it was, it was surreal. The whole thing was very surreal. I feel like there might be some up and coming MMA fighters that are listening to this and thinking, oh, mm. this is how I win. I'm going to slather myself with Crisco. Yeah. Crisco <laughs> grease, or I don't know what it would have been, but it was very, yeah, it was. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know that's well, you, what it was until yeah, you, after it was over and a local right. making told me, oh, that's, you know, uh, that's a technique they use. there. Yeah. It's a common technique for yeah. cat burglaring. Yeah. And you did turn into the there's no clothes or anything to hold (laughs) on to because they're in these little bikini speedos. Yeah. Yeah. And you told me that at this point, um, you, it was you, your wife at the time and your one child, you didn't have anyone. You only had one one child. You only had little Taylor and she was two, just turned two. Right. And she was sleeping in the, in the bed between us and yeah. she slept through the whole thing she oh she didn't woke. even wake up during no. the grapple oh interesting but i'm shocked that i don't know that scene i feel like she might have like been traumatized as a two-year-old not knowing like knowing yeah. this is scary and so she just shut down and shut her eyes or something 
Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere That's, deep in her subconscious, I'm sure my daughter was traumatized because it was buried. a scary thing. Oh, yeah. definitely. And to turn into that protector, caveman protector, which you did. Uh, at least the you noises. got him out of there. Yeah. I think this is the noises I made scared them. <laughs> oh, I, you you were grunt? What did you do? It was like a... It was like a... So you sounded like Bigfoot is what you're trying to say. Words, were... It wasn't It was just sound. <laughs> it was like animalistic sound it, it it was the mating call of sasquatch i'm yes, exactly. really really impressed with that exactly. <laughs> okay yes. all okay. right anyway i'm glad you shared that story with all of our listeners it is truly one of the more I'm tr- I'm amazing story i'm sorry i didn't mean to re-traumatize you on that one I, but i have to have a new intro until we finish um all the yeah. episodes so i've got to pull from very obscure you know oh, things yeah. such as going to extremes um, and I'm going to find even more. So, okay. (laughs) Um, So this week's episode, thank goodness we're here. Finally, bride of chaotica. My goodness. So excited. So excited. Um, Okay. So let's, let's just, you know, let's, let's go and watch this. I can't wait to watch this. I'm so excited. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. All right, everyone, we will be right back with our review recap and discussion of bride of chaotica. Everybody, we are back from watching Bride of Chaotica. Oh my gosh. Ooh, that's a chock full episode. That my was goodness. Huge. It's a huge app. So much action, so many things happening. And a lot of little tiny details I never, never noticed. So, so many I little have details. A lot of things. To, I'm sure you have a lot of things to talk about. Oh, as well. yeah. Yeah, okay. it was it was great. It All was right, great. let's just dive right into this, starting with let's our poetry, it. poetry synopsis. Here we go. This is my haiku for Bride of Chaotica. Proton won't shut down. Fifth dimension battles doom. Death ray disabled. <laughs> you, you covered a lot. I in did. That little I did. It was very difficult because this just, this episode was so full so of full. everything, and it was so difficult to come up with just the essence. You of covered this a lot. I'm very impressed. I Thank gotta you. say, Thank this you. was the hardest limerick to I ever have done. do in and, your entire. And I still feel like I yes, I went back and forth. I changed the rhyming words so many <laughs> times, trying to figure it out. But uh, wow, I, we'll see. I think okay. you know this one. I, covers as much as i could possibly cover but uh we'll see all right, all right here we go with a limerick let's hear it chaotica rules the fortress of doom voyager is stuck and can't resume tom enlists janeway captain proton versus the death ray and victory is clinched by the queen's perfume Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Very nice. All right. Very nice. But you were struggling with what were the other words you were trying to rhyme with other than doom? You were oh, trying to. I, sh- I've deleted them all, but it was oh, all just gone. everything, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you still came through in the end. That's all that matters. <laughs> it was close. It was yeah. close. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the behind the scenes and the actor's yeah. first uh, teleplay mm-hmm. by Brian Fuller and Michael mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. I know Brian Fuller loved this episode, um, and yeah. we will be talking to Brian about this episode for our Patreon patrons. That'll be in the bonus material, but uh, really excited to hear his thoughts about writing this, this episode. Um, yes. So much fun. 
Brian, Brian and Michael did a great job. Well, okay. So Brian and Michael collaborated on the teleplay, but the story idea is Fuller's idea. So it's, all this is, Fuller. it's all Brian Fuller on this yes. one. So can't wait to talk to him. That'll be super, super, super cool and super fun. Really fun. Alan mm-hmm. Craker directed mm-hmm. the episode. Yep. So good. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes in here that I feel like, again, a masterclass. He just did such a beautiful job of staging and mm-hmm. shot making in the scenes that yeah. uh, Alan just did a great yeah. job and his energy, you know, Alan was always like, he yes. get really passionate yes, and, would. and had a ton of energy. And I feel like for this kind of melodrama of captain proton, he was the perfect director. He yeah. Was, we needed that. <laughs> yeah. He helped the actors to find the comedy and, uh, mm-hmm. and the energy. It was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So our guest stars, Martin Rayner as Dr. Chaotica. We loved Martin. So, so good. Uh, we will also be talking to Martin about this episode. So yes. again, you know, uh, if you're not signed up, sign up for Patreon mm-hmm. and you can get the bonus interviews and the bonus material on our Patreon site. But Martin Rayner did a phenomenal job in the he episode. Did. <laughs> he um, did. His first job that I could find was in the movie Victor Victoria. Mm. He was a concierge in that movie. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty auspicious start. That's a that's an iconic film, Victor Victoria. Yeah. Who's the star of that? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Yes. Playing the the cross dressing performer. She performs as a man, but she's a. uh, a woman playing Victor and Victoria. So mm. uh, great film. Uh, we also have Nicholas Worth played Lonzac. Lonzac. The head, the head henchman. I can't believe um, I even remembered his name. Do you remember I that? I was like, hey, Lonzac. That I, it's ingrained in my memory now. Nicholas Worth was so good. Again, mm-hmm. another, it's the, everyone in this episode was great. Yeah. Um, sadly, uh, Nicholas Worth passed away in 2007. Ah. Oh, 69 years old, good. passed away. He was from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. So his sort of big theatrical, slightly British accent obviously was from his theater training or mm-hmm. just as, as an actor. He did a great job. Job with that because he's yeah. from st louis missouri midwestern guy uh nicholas worth's first job was a movie called for pete's sake in 1966 oh, okay yes. 66 when you were two yes. and i just want to mention yeah. uh tarik tarik ergen mm-hmm. uh, who played the robot did a great job he did um very funny interaction i have some memories of that mm-hmm. um and he also played lieutenant Ayala. so he had two roles in this episode he's the robot (laughs) and ayala because he had a he had a little exchange with neelix in the mess hall yes where neelix was talking to him so he Mm -hmm. was uh, all over this episode he was he was now i could not find the actors names who played the photonic aliens as men in black i couldn't find them they're not in the the they're not listed i could not find them how's that even possible they had i know uh, so much dialogue that one I the know. main guy had a lot of dialogue yeah he's not he's not in Could there not find him listed so wow that is a mystery to me but i thought he did a great job and our okay. photonic aliens were wonderful yes yeah that's all i got oh and we have kirsten turner as constance goodhart captain yes, proton's secretary that's true We've seen her before. Now we see her again. And we also will be talking to Kirsten Turner later. So 
please check out the uh, Patreon feed and you'll be able to get everything regarding this show. Do you know what I uh, in my I was looking before and I must have overlooked it because Mm. our photonic alien, the actor's name is Jim Crestalude. Jim Crestalude. um, Yes, he was uh, a day player originally hired on the movie Star Trek Generations. Oh, yes. Okay. And he also appeared with Mackenzie Westmore, Michael Westmore's daughter, on yeah. the soap opera Passions. Passions. Okay. So Jim Crestalude. I did find it. Sorry. I must right. have just overlooked that. That's okay. Jim yeah. Crestalude. Okay. Um, did the other alien speak at all or was it just no. Jim? Okay. Just Jim. The other one sort yeah. of nodded and got shot. Nodded right? and got shot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's our actors, our writers, our director, amazing group of behind the scenes and on camera people. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the story. Here we go. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. First thing is the amazing opening credits of Captain Proton. Mm -hmm. I immediately started giggling. I was just laughing. I love that uh, they open on kind of old fashioned credits. And I got to say, after I finished this episode, I thought they spent a lot of time in a black and white story. And that's a big risk for a studio and a network because Mm. black and white a lot of people if they're flipping channels and they see something in black and white they just don't like black and white old stuff and so they'll flip right by it so Mm -hmm. i think the studio network felt like creatively it was the right thing to do to to show this in black and white but they knew they were going to lose some viewers that would just flip by because they just don't like black and white stuff Hmm. so i was i was amazed at how much of this episode most of the episode was in captain proton in the black and white world i would say easily half if not more right but i'm going to say that i think those fears are unfounded because once again this is still the most popular one of the most popular holodeck programs in star trek history is captain proton and whether it's in black and white or color it, it, it doesn't really matter yeah and frankly from when it comes down to t-shirts, you know, over the years, I've I've sort of had t-shirts for sale. The yeah. Captain Proton t-shirt, which I gave you one, you have one yes. of my Captain Proton shirts, is has been hands down the most popular shirt. Really? Hands down, yes. And so I want to do a quick plug here. If any of you want a Captain Proton t-shirt, ladies cut or unisex, foreverensign.com. Check it out. You can get yeah, your very great own. Shirts. I told you one time I was in in Atlanta when I was living in Atlanta, I went to the dog park and there was somebody in the dog park with your shirt on. I was like, (laughs) yes, you did say that out out in the wild. I've seen your t-shirt out in the wild. Refresh my memory. Did you walk up to them and talk to them or no? No, You just saw it. Okay. You just saw it and went, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) So That makes sense. (laughs) Um, So the opening credits come up and there's a narrator who's, kind of setting the, the table, setting the scene for hmm. this episode of Captain Proton. Who is that narrator? I don't know. I, for a second, for a split second, I thought it was Cosmo. Really? <laughs> I did, because I, I was like, God, that kind of sounds like Cosmo. It does kind of sound like Cosmo. Yeah. But I think that they would have used someone in the loop group. And the loop okay. group is the people that do ADR or you know, recording dialogue after the show is cut together for right. group scenes or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mess hall rumble, you know, mumbling yeah. in the mess hall sort of or background wherever. chatter, they background do that. chatter. Yeah. They use some people called loop group. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a half dozen or so people in there yeah. and they will make it sound like a bigger group or a small group. Right. And they'll sometimes pull people out of loop group for 
off camera lines. Okay. And I bet you that they have this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whoever it is, they did a great job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They did a great job. We come in on, uh, on captain proton ship and, uh, Buster Kincaid and, uh, captain proton, Harry Kim and Tom Paris. They're watching this screen that's filling them in on the game. They're about to play the episode. They're about to play. And I just made a note, the set deck and props and everything as, as they reveal this place again, amazing, (laughs) really amazing scenic work. These sets were yeah. incredible. The, the the set designer just went above and beyond. And just, I, I would say almost every single element, not only just set design, but Bob Blackman's wardrobe. My gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, the so wardrobe good. was amazing for Chaotica, for, for Arachnia. And then the music in the background. That was the symphony. Wasn't the symphony? That was, wasn't that? Yeah, the music was phenomenal. the orchestra, right? It was uh, David, Playing, uh, David, I forget his name. I wrote, I'm. I made a note of it later. Okay. I think it's David Bell, I think. Okay. Right? Something like that. Anyway, the music okay. was phenomenal. Yeah. The music was really, because it yeah. was that classic right. old Hollywood. So they didn't you know. take stock footage or stock music from, uh, no. uh, and you know, like a, a Flash Gordon from 1930s. They actually, no. they actually composed and recorded a, the, the, our regular background symphony that does all our, mm-hmm. our music. They did that for this too. So you yeah. know what? They probably had a blast doing this too. You oh, know, if you think about did. it, they're like, oh my gosh, we get to do what? Vintage yeah. sort of sci-fi music? Vintage yeah. style sci-fi yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really good job. We do learn that uh, the setup, the narrator tells us, as Tom Paris and Harry Kim are watching the setup for the uh, game they're about to play, mm-hmm. that Constance Goodhart has been kidnapped yes. by Dr. Chaotica, and he's going to sacrifice her to Queen Arachnia. Mm-hmm. She's the queen of the Swider people. We've never met them before. Right. We also hear that Captain Proton has traveled millions of miles, which made me laugh. Um, and in the recap, he said... Uh, Something about, and he burst into flames. <laughs> the ship crashed and burst into flames. And so as we come out of the recap and the narrator disappears, and by the way. It's Harry uh, that's like, what? We didn't burst into flames in that last chapter. Yeah, he goes, yeah, we didn't burst into <laughs> flames. And then uh, he said, that didn't happen. And Harry says, oh, yeah, cliffhangers. And Paris says, the lost art of hyperbole. Right. Um, which is a classic. Already they're sort of nodding to a self-aware like that's what we do on track we have cliffhangers at the end mm-hmm. of an act before mm-hmm. commercial break mm-hmm. we have cliffhangers we we don't have previously on star right. trek we didn't do that right but there's always these cliffhangers and brian fuller and michael taylor wrote that all these kind of references about so how we do what we do yeah on star trek wrote it in yeah um, it was great i also love when the when the recap went away the view screen looked like it was this round view screen <laughs> in the captain proton thing and it looked like the old remember when television used to uh, you're probably maybe too young but when i was a little kid yeah tv went off the air at like midnight or 12 30 or something right it would go off the air they'd say signing off they yeah. play the star spangled banner yeah. and then it, this this thing would come up that looked like that it looked like just <laughs> yes. black and white 
I don't know what it was. Yeah. And I and I do remember that. I'm not oh, I'm do. not young enough for that. I'm not too young for that. I do recall that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so basically we're heading to Planet X to confront mm-hmm. Chaotica. And now Tom and Harry are just kind of walking around on the planet, and mm-hmm. we end up, well, at least Harry's the one that catches it. He sees this very strange anomaly. He calls Tom over, and now we're staring at some energy. Uh, anomaly we don't know what it is it's yeah. just formed and clearly this is not part of the program something is wrong we um we jump to the bridge before we do that i just want to say when we're walking by the the caves yeah it's our old cave set it's the same yes. cave set that was built for the next generation yes it's the same cave set that we've been using mm-hmm. it was it was a pretty big set but it wasn't that big we, like when we would film episodes you would reuse the same tunnel entrance and the mm-hmm. same you know, open area and the same you'd use. So there's some dialogue in here where Harry says, as we're walking by, he goes, he goes, boy, planet X looks kind of familiar. What's the last place? He goes, what's the last place we went to? And uh, Harris goes, the mines of Mercury. And Harry goes, they're identical. And Paris goes, yeah, sets were expensive. They literally are writing they, in. They're writing in what we are dealing with on our own show, it's which is exactly what, brilliant. what it's Voyager brilliant. dealt with. The same <laughs> sets are expensive. We're going to keep writing brilliant. into the same. <laughs> I love and he it. wrote it into the dialogue. Anyway, I loved it. I love uh, it. Okay, so we jump to the bridge, and now we've dropped out of warp. Gravimetric forces are all around the ship, mm-hmm. and these forces are disrupting our power flow. Tuvok reports we have no access to communications, deflector, weapons. Mm -hmm. Janeway's perplexed. She's like, wait a minute. We'll scan for vessels, tractor beams, anything that might explain what is holding us here, why we cannot move. Mm -hmm. Then we jump back to the Proton set. We have Buster Kincaid and Captain Proton walking along and Lonzak appears with two henchmen. Mm-hmm. Paris does not have time for this because we're trying to figure out what's going on. So he literally he, goes, I don't have time, I don't for, have time this. for this and shoots Lonzak. He just pulls out his laser gun. I'm going to call yeah. it a laser gun. Laser gun. A laser. Or, or ray, gun. ray gun. His ray gun. There he yes. goes. Pulls out his ray gun. He's yeah. like, I don't have time for this. Pulls out his ray yeah. gun, shoots one of them. Right. But Lonzak, Lonzak has such an amazing monologue in the beginning. And he's doing a great job with that. Yeah. You know how, oh, I escaped and I can't wait for the day to revenge, to have revenge against you. And you shoot him. Right. Yeah. It's uh, a big the, dramatic thing. I'm like, I don't have time. The henchmen are shocked. Even the henchmen are like, wait a minute. Like he's not done with his monologue. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then of course, Harry pulls out his ray gun and shoots one of the other henchmen while Tom takes out the other henchmen. Um, you saw my little thing that I added in, right? A little extra shot. Yeah, not, not yeah. only the little extra shot, but oh, blows the smoke. The, yes, the blowing of the fictitious smoke. There's no smoke, yeah. but no, I remember. No I remember. I remember. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of twirl my little ray gun. I'm gonna blow away the smoke, and let's just see what Alan says about that. Because I didn't tell him I was gonna do it beforehand, and then when he said cut, he came over. He's like, "Nice touch." <laughs> he actually liked it. I was like, oh, "Okay, oh, that's good." Funny. So you're not gonna make me do this again? He's like, "Nope, I think it's great." I'm like, "All right." Love you, Alan. <laughs> so uh, we kept that great. in. But yeah. it totally fits. That's what's so fun about this episode and mm-hmm. this holiday program is all of that kind of fun, silly stuff can work. It can yes. Fit, yes. You know? Yes. And the extra shot was very funny too. And yeah. it's also notable that, you know, these ray guns, 
you need multiple shots to really take somebody out. Yeah, right? It's like a slow stun. It's like the first one like stings a little. And, the and, second one, <laughs> and everybody has a very dramatic death from yes, all of them. It's always a fun, fun death to watch. Most definitely. Uh, okay. We go back to the bridge. Yep. There's a layer of subspace we realize that's disrupting our warp field. Yeah. We try impulse. Yeah. Um, and nope, that doesn't full, work. Uh, we try full thrusters, actually. Full impulse and nothing. Yeah. Yep. And in fact, it's about to overload. So we've basically entered, we've entered a layer of subspace. So we're kind of half in subspace, half in regular space is what I mm-hmm. understood from that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to the holodeck. We're on the Captain Proton's rocket ship bridge mm-hmm. and Paris can't disengage the program. I love that we're using this periscope <laughs> viewer to look outside. <laughs> Uh, when we use this periscope, we see another distortion appear and a third, right? Light energies are, are still there and starting to multiply. Mm -hmm. And so Paris comes up with a site to site transport that we're going to get out of the, we can't shut the program down, but he has access to transporters has access Mm -hmm. to transporters. So we'll do the site to site transport. We end up in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, We appear in the hall. Yeah. But I noticed we appeared in the exact same position we were in when you did the site to site beaming because you're hunched over, yep. turned away from me. And you're I'm still looking the at periscope. the periscope exactly yep. in that motion. And we don't do that enough because if yep. you recall from the from the prior episode, from a prior episode counterpoint, when we beamed in Paris's alien salamander cousin Tarot from his ship, the guy yep. with the nose thing, yeah. he was sitting down. He was sitting down. Remember, he was looking back at us from his view screen point. Oh, yeah. and he was sitting down. But when we beam him aboard, he's, he's not up. in a he's standing up. He's not in, in reality. He should have been in a seated position and then yeah. fall to the ground. But yeah. we don't we don't really it's not. Consistent. We don't do it enough. No, yes, we should. No, we should make sure we should. that we always do that. I agree. I Although agree. it's too late because we filmed these episodes yeah. 25 years ago. So there's nothing we can do about it now. Exactly. It's done. But in the future, yeah, in the when future, we, when we make more Voyager episodes, of course, we will correct <laughs> we will follow that. the. Yes, yes. We will stay consistent. All right. Uh, we go to Astrometrics now. Janeway, Paris, Seven is there. Balana's there. Balana says, basically, she describes what, what this subspace thing we're stuck in. She says, we're basically like stuck on a subspace sandbar. Right. And it's causing a loss of control of all these systems. Yeah. My note was when she says we've run aground on a subspace sandbar, I started mm-hmm. saying Paris is really influencing Torres because typically Torres doesn't talk in layman's terms. Yeah. She's she very technical. It. No. But all of a sudden she's she's almost spouting, you know, she's talking as if Tom is Tom talking. Would, yeah, yes, Tom that's always how you like would made, say that. Made it simple for yes. anybody can understand. Like, yes. Yeah, that's a yes. good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It shows the 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 how well you guys are, are in sync yeah. now. That's what I saw from that. Yeah. We learned that our computer's offline, tactical holodecks, everything. Yeah. We can't control. There's no access to any of this stuff. Nothing. Nothing. And Janeway is trying to figure out what to do. She talks about an experience she had on the on the Albatani. Yes, and you do remember the last time we hear about the Albatani. When did we hear about that? The pilot episode. <gasps> when you were walking oh, with Janeway right. in the New Zealand penal colony, she's talking about like, you know, I, I served with your father on the Albatani. Like that's, that's that was right. the last time we heard about it from caretaker and wow. when she was a science officer. And now they bring it back up again, which is cool, right? Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so she's explaining... Basically, Janeway is heading to 
the point she's going to make where maybe if we turn off all our systems and we can kind of sneak out of here and before, and she's, she's getting to her point, Balanus starting to agree with her and letting her mm-hmm. finish. And then seven just interrupts her. It's yeah. like, it's like, here's what we should do. Yes. And Janeway's response is you took the words right out of my mouth. It made me laugh. Yeah. And then Taurus goes, and now that we have your permission or something permission. along those lines, yes, exactly. you know, I guess we're good to go. So everyone mm-hmm. is kind of very tongue in cheek and playing and playing with seven in a way, you know, yeah. and her, her bluntness, how blunt she yes. is. So, so essentially their idea is uh, if that our own warp field may be the problem, why the gravimetric forces are happening, we need to shut down the warp core, shut it down yep. and just use yep. minimal thrusters and maybe we'll break free. So that's yeah. the strategy. So next we go to uh, the holodeck again, mm-hmm. and we see these um, light, the light that we saw, the colorful light that we saw inside the, uh, the cave system before. Mm-hmm. Now the light starts forming into, I would describe it as like men in black with fedoras okay. on. They look yeah. like yeah. kind of like either gangsters or... Yeah. It's the photonic aliens taking on a holodeck character. Right. Taking on a holodeck form. And form, so yeah. they materialize in these bodies with their suits and very men in black looking and their hats. And great faces. Fedoras. They looked, they look so yeah. perfectly cast. They get the makeup that was done on, on yeah. the lead guy. It was almost face. like it was white. It was like extra pale or something. Yeah. Like. It was sort of like Bella Lugosi, you know, yeah, it's it sort yeah, of yeah. like a, it, it was very, very specific makeup that was given to them, yeah. which kind of was right on. It was right on mm-hmm. the money because it mm-hmm. made us all feel like, okay, these are aliens trying to manifest in the mm-hmm. human forms of, of the characters in this holodeck program. Yeah. And, and it's a little bit off, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not exactly on the, the, the makeup is makes them look quite gaunt and yeah. pale and this and that. So very good job. I yeah, they were great. They appear and they run into Lonsat here. <laughs> he says, lower the drawbridge. He calls back on the communicator watch, which I loved, by the yeah. way. It was like a big, it looked like a miniature version of the kind of speakers you put in a drive-in movie theater back in the day that you would hang <laughs> in the window. Those big metal speakers. Yes. So he was wearing one of those on his wrist. Every millennial listening to this is like, what? What's a drive-in about? movie What is theater? a drive-in theater? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just Google it. Just yeah, Google just it. Google it. You'll know. Um, but what's important is the aliens say to Lonzak, we intend no harm. Like yeah. they're, not, they're not here to conquer anybody at all. And of mm-hmm. course, Lonzak arrests them and, and man has, has his two henchmen manhandle them. Yeah. And takes them I to I love Chaotica. the henchmen, by the way. They, they have sort of these like, almost like... Um, what do you call them? Like ski masks or something underneath <laughs> yeah, their underneath helmets. Their helmets yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. It was a great, again, another amazing touch, you know, put in there by the wardrobe department. Yeah. All right. So now we are at Chaotica's fortress of doom. Yes. Lonzak brings in the prisoners who claim to be from another dimension, the fifth dimension. Well, first he doesn't bring the prisoners in. He just comes in by himself. Oh, right. Chaotica's like, yeah, where's Proton? Yeah. He's up. Yeah. And, and he's like, where's Proton? Lonzak has failed basically. Mm-hmm. And the robot starts to, he's, he's like, um, you know, arrest him or, you know, lock him up or something. And the mm-hmm. robot starts to come over. Mm-hmm. And then he says, no, I've got prisoners. Right. And, and Chaotica says, wait, more earthlings. And he says, uh, Lonzak says, no, they claim to be from the fifth, uh, from another, he says dimension. another dimension. And he says Chaotica, another dimension. Yes. Yeah. Chaotica, Chaotica like, says, wait a minute. 
They're from the fifth dimension. dimension. Yes. <laughs> he says, bring them in. And so Lonzak claps his hands like a clap on, clap off lights. Yes. I love that they're just waiting outside. And when Lonzak's <laughs> like, he claps and the door <laughs> opens up. Royal wipers. And so I yes. can think about, all right. Um, claps, he claps open the doors. I love yeah, it. This is the force to the knees scene right here. Chaotica asks, why have they invaded his planet? And they come up with to contact other photonic life forms, to learn from them. They're explorers. They they are explorers. They are the photonic version of Starfleet, is what I wrote down. Yes, Um, totally. Chaoticus says, no, you're a vanguard of an invading army. No, we're explorers. And the aliens say that this contact must be terminated because Chaotica is hostile. Chaotica orders Lonzak to execute them. Lonzak does shoot and I'm assuming vaporizes one of them, right? That's the, he's gone for good. And that is when, uh, that is when the other, the, does he have a name? The, the lead? No. Does he even have it? No, he doesn't even no. have a name. Okay. It's just a photonic alien. He's just alien. a photonic alien and he punches a few buttons and beams himself out of there. And, but before this, Chaotica says something about, oh, you're from the fifth dimension. Well, you're no match for my space force. Right. And I went, oh, the Space Force. <laughs> this was the original Space Force. Here before, we go. Here you know, we go. It was uh, a it reality. Was a Steve Carell show and <laughs> yeah. it was reality. It's, Space it Force has become, here. yes, it all started with Dr. Chaotica and his Space uh, Force. Good call. Good call. So he, he uh, shoots one of them. The other one escapes with his uh, some kind of beam device. Mm-hmm. And he says, power the death ray. He wants Arachnia to join him and rain destruction down on the fifth dimension. Yeah, so he and- orders he orders the robot, Satan's robot, to take Constance Goodhart to Arachnia. I guess mm-hmm. as a sort of like a, here, this is my goodwill gesture. Have this yes. prisoner. And I want to invite you to join me in my battle against the fifth dimension. So that's what that was. And then Constance screams, screams. for the 200th time so <laughs> yeah. far. She even screams when the when the photonic alien dies. I'm like, wait a minute, this is not even <laughs> danger to you at all. Like what you're screaming here too. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just she's she's a one note kind of character, but she delivers every time. Yes. With the screams, the crazy yeah. scream. <laughs> yep. Anyway, we have a captain's log here where Janeway says uh, we learned that we've been stuck here and we've been spinning our wheels for three days. She says, right. and, which, uh, which, by by the way, that three days is the same amount of time that they were spinning their wheels on the Albatani. She was talking oh, about how it took yeah. three days to get rid of that dense, to get out of that dense proto nebula. And then we have another three days here. So three, it's three a, days. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this next scene in the mess hall. Neelix, oh gosh. Neelix has a joke at the top where he's talking to Tarek, mm-hmm. who's also our robot in, yeah. in the robot outfit. He's talking to Tarek and he's giving him some kind of like seaweed yeah. food or something. Something very unappetizing looking. Something unappetizing. And, the, and as we come in from that captain's log, Neelix says, to Tarek, he goes, well, look on the bright side. There's only three meals a day. And he <laughs> yeah. gives him a big smile. And I thought, I wondered if he added that. Because, you think so? Maybe. Well, I texted him. I texted Ethan Phillips. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and I sent a little clip of that. And I said, did you add this or was this in the script? Yeah. And he texted back right away. He said, no, I added that. Absolutely. Nice. I love it. He he got away with one. He got Good a little joke in there and it totally fit this episode. It the did. The episode. It did. There's only four functioning lavatories on a ship for 150. Oh my God. 
Yes. Uh, but before that, Janeway needs coffee. Before that, Janeway, Janeway <laughs> yes. steps over and says, and Neelix is like, hey, what, what can I get you? And she yeah. says, coffee. And he says, he starts talking. And she comes over and <laughs> she comes over and like basically puts her hand up and on him and says, yeah. no, 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 stop. Yeah. Coffee. I want coffee. Yeah. Hot coffee, black. Yeah. And so then he walks across the mess hall mm-hmm. to a replicator mm-hmm. and orders coffee, black. And I her. thought to myself, why didn't she, she just do that? walk in the yeah. door and go to the replicator? Why did you have to go she to him, have. order it, order it again? But it's a funny have. bit. Yeah. Then he hands her the black coffee and he starts to talk and she goes, no, 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 coffee first. Yeah. <laughs> and so he stops and she's drinking her coffee and enjoying coffee. Like I've never seen anyone enjoy coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> so good. And you see him like, he's nervous. He's like kind of awkwardly yeah. silently standing. Yeah. And she's, yeah. It was funny. It was just the whole coffee yeah. bit. The, the, they ordered coffee. She, she wanted coffee like three or four times. She kept saying coffee, coffee, coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, now they talk about the bathroom. Now they talk so, about four yeah. functioning lavatories for a ship of 150 people. Evidently, that's how many people we have left. Yep. We, we had 170 or something, right? Or 200 or whatever. We yeah, started. I feel now, like the numbers. We've been whittling away. So. I feel like he's ballparking this. Okay, I mean, he might have ballparked that. And Janeway's just like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it in your capable hands. I'm sure you'll make the right decision. I need to go. And she gets out of there. And the best part of this scene is, and I'm sure this is his ad lib physicality. He looks down at her cup, picks it up and just drinks the rest of it. And it's like, yeah, it's either a, he's thinking we can't waste the replicator rations like that. Or, or B it's just, that's just Ethan Phillips being Ethan mm-hmm. Phillips uh, with his very funny physicality. It was drinking very funny. her coffee. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. So I think we go to the bridge now. Yes, we're on the bridge. And we're going to start to get out of here slowly. So we're mm-hmm. going like, you know, five meters per second, three mm-hmm. meters per second, five meters. Yep. We start moving a little bit yep. and it seems to be working this plan. And then all of a sudden we start slowing down again. Right. And Balana reads a power surge with a weapon signature and an unknown source, an unknown source. So Tuvok does a scan and he locates the source of the weapon signature. It's, it's basically the holodeck is what mm-hmm. he's, you know, he says, whatever deck it's on mm-hmm. says the, there's no life signs there though. There's, there's weapon signature, but no life signs. And right. Janeway says, Tuvok, go check it out. Mr. Paris, join him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we go back to the fortress. Yeah. And there's Tuvok in Paris. Uh, back outside the fortress, but it looks like a battle took place here. Mm-hmm. And also we say in the scene that holodecks don't normally run themselves, uh, you know, that they don't run yeah. by themselves. So why is this still running? Why are the henchmen and constants dead on the ground? Mm-hmm. Paris says she's one of the good guys. Like good guys never get killed in, in, in old Hollywood movies. The good guys always won, right? That was the, yeah. the cliche. So uh I just want um, to address the image of you, when you guys are on the uh, inside the holodeck program, you look up at the Fortress of Doom mm-hmm. and there's clearly it's one of the towers is smoking and damaged. And I was yeah. thinking after, you know, after watching this whole thing, I was thinking, how is that possible? The lightning shield would have stopped that. You know what I'm saying? So oh. I, how was that damage even happening? It's, that that was kind of like hmm, continuity. The continuity. Yeah, the old lightning shield should have been up because it's never down, clearly. Mm-hmm. So his entire palace, 
the entire fortress should have been protected. So, uh, yes, but I we guess we all know how a lightning shield works. Yes, Duh. we do. So I guess that was a little bit of a, a undersight there. They should have maybe right. not had that damage going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan's robot Paris, appears. Paris finds they find Satan's robot, and Paris says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this guy up, repair yep. his vocalizer." Um, <laughs> and he finds a burned out resistor, and Tuvok says, "A what?" <laughs> <laughs> And um, Paris explains, well, this is, you know, circuitry before neutronic circuitry. They use mm-hmm. resistors and yeah. tubes. He pulls out a tube, hands it to Tuvok. His look was very funny. Paris <laughs> fixes the wires and uh, tries to turn him on. And then he, he slams the body yeah. um, of the robot. And then yeah. the robot works. Classic old school. If it's not working, just hit it. And just hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Uh, the robot then says that there basically the invaders from the fifth dimension Mm -hmm. came through the portal and this battle has ensued paris asked the robot to show them to show tuvok and himself where the portal is Mm -hmm. and they arrive they see that that same energy anomaly that harry and tom saw earlier but now out of these uh, these little anomalies or these portals come Mm -hmm. these Photonic charges, they're getting shot at. Um, yep. Paris and Tuvok take cover. And Paris uh, Paris basically says that he needs to head to his rocket ship because there are sensors aboard that he can utilize mm. to determine what's been going on here. So they leave. Paris, Tuvok, and Satan's robot leave for the rocket ship. And I love when, uh, when they leave and Satan's robot runs. His <laughs> run was very funny. And I had a flashback when I saw him running to when I was like four years old. I was a robot for Halloween. Oh. And it, I, we made my costume out of cardboard boxes. And I remember oh. when I was running one time from one house to another, yeah. I tripped and fell <laughs> and I couldn't get up because it was all cardboard boxes. It's like once you're down, you're down, <laughs> you're down. And I was traumatized as a four-year-old stuck on the ground. Uh, in my robot outfit. I'm sorry so to laugh I, at your trauma. It's just the image. When, when I saw Tark running, when I saw the robot running, I was like petrified. Don't I'm like, fall. Don't, don't fall. You'll never get up. Um, but anyway, I was, just love that. Like me seeing that scene, I'm like, all right, cool scene. And you're watching that scene going, no. I was having a whole yeah, childhood you're, flashback. You're, it, it all yes. came back to you. Your, yes. your PTSD from falling mm-hmm. and not getting up with that mm-hmm. uh, cardboard costume. That's, That's right. interesting. You were a robot. I was a robot when I was four Halloween. years old. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. And we covered it in tinfoil. We took cardboard boxes, right. and covered then- them in tinfoil <laughs> so it looked like metal robot fo- I guess. do you is there a photo of that that exists i don't know i don't think so i've i've asked your sister for one ask yeah, your she, sister if she has something like yeah that. she may have some photos that would oh my god to see funny. that that would be amazing all right where are we now uh, astrometrics yes and seven, seven and harry uh, mm-hmm. she establishes a visual link with a holodeck yeah and we see these lights firing and it appears that this this attack is coming from subspace. That's right. And then there's some lightning that strikes. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, that's Chaotica's death ray. He recognizes <laughs> that. That's the yeah. Wait a minute. What's happening? Yeah. So Harry pulls up the fortress. The visual link for the fortress. <laughs> yeah. And there's Martin Rayner being very dramatic, talking about full power to the death ray. Yeah. And so Seven is not yeah. having this dramatic audio in the background so she turns the sound off she did 
<laughs> well, he's calling to he's, Arachnia as well, right? In this scene. Yeah, he's calling to yeah. Arachnia. But I love on the big astrometric screen, she's like, audio, computer, audio off. You see Martin Rayner like dramatically, you know, talking yes. behind her. And she's, yes. she's in the foreground just dryly talking about, you know, business. Yeah. And I wrote Classic down what comedy. she said, she, the little dialogue between Seven and Harry. She mm-hmm. says, it seems your infantile scenario now poses a security risk. And then Harry says, it's just supposed to be a little harmless entertainment. And Seven replies, entertainment, another frivolous human endeavor. And then I <laughs> laugh in the background. Did you see my face? I'm like, I'm laughing. Oh, no, that's her, funny. Actually. Yes. And that's one thing that I noted in a lot of these scenes. There's a lot of like laughter going on with everyone mm-hmm. around, especially in the briefing Everybody room had later. fun. Oh, Everybody yeah. had fun it was making a fun, this episode. Fun episode. Really fun episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we go back to captain proton ship mm-hmm. and there's paris pulling out a a telegram <laughs> message from would you the call president that, what would you call that would you call that a ticker tape is that what yeah, that's it's like called? a ticker tape yeah, yeah perfect okay yeah the ticker tape's kind of coming out you see this glass covered <laughs> old machine with wheels turning and the ticker tape but did you notice the ticker tape wasn't coming out of the machine and i i, I remember oh. this they had sort of faked it they had oh. faked it on the front side so that I could just pull it out, but it wasn't really. It wasn't really coming out of it. Coming then. out of okay. the machine. Okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. we we do get this message from the president of Earth. He's mm-hmm. intercepted communications between Chaotica and Arachnia. Yes. And Chaotica's at war with aliens from the fifth dimension. So we're picking all this up. We're getting caught up by this ticker tape telegram. Yeah. And I love how you're reading it like in the old days. Uh, stop. Oh, yeah. Stop. And then Tuvok's like, stop. stop. He said stop too. He can't take it any longer. Just summarize it, will you? I yeah. love that a little bit. There was a little continuity in the edit, a continuity thing. Because mm-hmm. when Paris stands up in, a, in, in the close-up, when I stood up and was talking to Tuvok, I kind of, I was standing up facing him and I even put one of my hands on my hip to talk to him. Mm-hmm. But when it cut back to the two shot, I was still leaning down. Oh, you were still leaning down. And I was oh. like, oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, I hate when it. those little continuity errors yep. Yep. Uh, happen. But you, you caught one there. Yeah. I think this is when you get interrupted by the main photonic alien, right? They, You guys hear a little sound coming from the door, the hatch. Oh, we hear. That's right. Yeah. And then and the robot think, says, invaders, invaders. Right. And Tuvok makes a comment like there's no security. Like anyone can just walk into the, <laughs> into the ship. And you're like, eh, this, these are different times or something like that. Yeah. Is what he said. And the main photonic alien comes in. He informs you that 53 of his people have been killed. And Paris is like, I didn't kill anybody we didn't kill anybody paris and tuvok try their hardest to explain that proton is a simulation he then scans tuvok and paris who do not register as life forms on his tech so you guys are the simulation to him he's thinking yeah. you guys aren't even real yeah you don't uh, show up as photonic energy yeah. so you you must not be real yes exactly. and, and he explains that we are what did he uh, what did he Car- call carbon-based life forms carbon-based yeah. life forms mm-hmm. but but i want to go back just as they were coming in the door and Paris and Tuvok and the robot are there. And the robot says, in- invaders, intruders, intruders, mm-hmm. or invaders, invaders. And then Paris is like, quiet. And he keeps saying, invaders, invaders. And Paris hits him. I hit. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. I hit the robot in the face. Yes. And he sort of mumbles, invaders. invaders. No, he, <laughs> yeah. he totally gets small with it. Yes. That's in my video reaction, actually. But I remember <laughs> when I hit that thing, there was a mesh screen. Up you here. dented it. 
I did. I dented it. You sure it. did dent it. You dented Satan's I robot. I remember they, they had to fix it. I remember it was like, <laughs> oops, I hit it right in the right in the eye socket part. Oopsie. Yeah. And they had to take the whole thing off and they had to refix it. And Tarek was sitting there like, I can't see out of it. It's so that was a whole thing. Oh my God. I love the, the robot's line. He's, he's going, damage, damage, require maintenance, help, help. Help and he's just help. standing there. Damage, you walk damage. away from him. <laughs> and Paris and Tuvok both sort of dryly just disgusted stare. And then I just walk away, which they I thought was, it was funny. How mean of you. Yeah. Um, and that only that happened because the robot tried to attack the photonic alien. Yes. And he 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 stuns him. Now, by the way, look how advanced these guys are. Their tricorder and their phaser are all, all in one, one unit. Why couldn't Starfleet have come up with this type of invention? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Well, I think that what that says is that in the future, our smartphones mm. are going to have a phaser built into them too. <laughs> that it's going to be a smartphone so plus are you a trying weapon. To, are you trying to say <laughs> the iPhone 300 is going yes. to have a phaser attachment yes. to it? it will and have a, a tricorder too? Yep, okay, stun feature? That's amazing. All all in one that's super cool yeah uh we go to the briefing room and this was one of my favorite scenes in the episode i, yeah. <laughs> I love this scene and part partially why i loved it was because alan craker did a phenomenal job just like in our last episode i think i was talking about mike vehar how he staged <laughs> scenes where the the blocking just folded into beautifully choreographed shots and scenes aren't uh, you he, sitting on the table in this one i'm sitting on the with? table so, so it starts with janeway else. saying yeah. you know she's basically saying okay so let me get this straight she's trans-dimensional aliens have mistaken your captain proton simulation for reality and now uh -huh. an armed conflict has broken out between these aliens and chaotica's holographic army yes mm -hmm. that's what she says so go ahead with the staging yeah she comes around and she's asking is this what i do i understand this right and and paris is like yep 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 and yes ma'am forget the line <laughs> His army, this is what you said you go yes ma'am his army of evil. Like, that's what you say. It's, it's army of evil. It was just, I was very proud of my delivery. You, you did. And I could you, you, see, I could see dude, Robert and yeah. Jerry Ryan in the background look they're, at each other. They almost lost it. No, they're trying not to laugh. They're oh, trying, I, but they are smiling. To try to get them to laugh. And <laughs> yes. I almost got him on that first line. Well, he does smile. If you, yeah. uh, he does smile. You could, if you look at, uh, in the first line, you don't get him. But later when you talk about the death ray, you do see Chakotay smiling in the background. Yeah. And even Janeway has, is smiling throughout this scene, which yeah. is rare. You don't see and this kind I, of For me, fun. what I loved about the comedy of this is that yeah. Paris was the only one in the room who's like, yeah, this is absolutely, yeah, yeah. You're, you're completely serious. Yeah, this is, this is, I'm, there's nothing funny about this. Yeah, there's yeah. not funny to you it's at the all. the army of no. evil. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's Queen Arachnia, <laughs> Queen of the Spider People. Yeah. It was so, he was so, like, just matter of fact. Yes. Absolutely. And they're like, what? It's called a what? Yeah. Which, by the way, for Star Trek fans, like, I'm oh. sure... Star Trek people have tried to explain to non-Star Trek people, <laughs> like, yeah, so there's a, a starship, yeah, and it's part of this thing, Starfleet. Right. And you know, you're just explaining it. And they yeah. go warp, thing go warp, you know, warp yeah. one, two, three, whatever. They have phasers, yeah. and you know, there's Klingons who <laughs> I'm sure, you know, to non-Star Trek people, they listen to <laughs> us talk or whatever. And they're like, What? Yeah, it's the same reaction warp? as the crew to your story about yes, Captain Proton. 
That's what I love about this whole thing. That's why there needs to be more Kevin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Tuvok is so tongue-in-cheek when he goes like, it's a shame we don't have a death ray. (laughs) (laughs) That's when he laughs in the background. Yeah. But the plan, the plan is for Arachnia to disable the lightning shield from inside the Fortress of Doom. Mm -hmm. And then the destructo beam on Captain Proton's rocket ship will then disable the death ray. That's the plan. Mm And yeah. then we have to figure out, you know, Janeway's like, well, somebody's got to play Arachne. And she looks towards Seven of Nine. Yes. And I kept thinking, I started thinking, oh, my gosh, I bet you the audience was thinking, oh, my God, Seven of Nine is going to be Arachne. And then it's flipped. And then yeah. I started thinking that would not have worked as well at no. all with Jerry no, Ryan as, had, as Arachne. Had it had Kate. to be Kate. It had yes. to be Kate on this one. Yes. Oh, and now you throw in there a reference to actors that was written the in role there. of a life role of a lifetime it's exactly. the yes, yes. Captain, it's the role of a lifetime oh my she, god she thinks about it she's kind yeah. of coy i love yeah. her she goes okay all right i'm a size four yes the <laughs> i'm a size four dialogue written by by brian and michael taylor uh perfect perfect yeah, really dialogue. funny mm-hmm. so she's gonna go in there and play along we go to sick bay Balana yep. comes in, the doctor's called her. He's very excited because yeah. he says he's been enlisted into this holodeck mission. Undercover. And mission. he's going to go go undercover. Mm-hmm. And we, we hear he's going to be portraying the president of Earth. Of Earth. And he needs some new clothing parameters. So he's right. having her having her <laughs> adjust uh, that for adjust him. That. Yeah. And she also does an actor thing. She says, break a leg. She says, break a leg. Yes. Yes. It's all a Which, big performance. Yeah, the origin is from Victorian times of that phrase, you know, break really? a leg. Yeah, it, it is. And I I love that it's a it's, you know, for Balana, yes. his character is not an actor or and, No. And, and she's also way in the future from this Yes. Set, to be able to whip this out and go, "Hey, doc, break a yeah. leg." But it's again, just, I I I wrote that up to Paris Torres relationship. This is the PT yeah. thing going on here, yeah. you know? She's used to Tom Paris's sort of uh, uh, love of ancient or not mm-hmm. ancient 20th century uh, yeah. conversation uh, yeah. types of uh, subject matter. So I-, I thought it was good. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. We go to a hallway scene. Paris is walking with Janeway and uh, yeah. he's filling her in on a, a, a number of different sections of the hall. We keep jumping. Yeah. Did uh, you write down continuity issue on this one? No, I didn't. Okay. I one? wrote, well, what it was is, we talk about the briefing room that her job is to disable the lightning shield, but in the hallway, then she's talking about, Oh, all I have to do is find the controls to the death ray and disable it. So it's like, wait a minute, you guys are talking about the death ray disabling it because that's yeah, protons. That's, no, yeah. you're supposed to fire your destructo beam to disable, to disable the, disable death, ray. the death ray. Her job she's is supposed just to do the, the, lightning. the lightning shield. But yet in the hallway, she's talking to you about, Oh, so my job is to disable the death ray. So I felt like, how did no one catch that? Yeah. That's, it was a that's, little, hmm, yeah. Um, but again, but the, the dialogue afterwards, wonderful between I you thought, and Jane. I love this. I didn't write down uh, any of the dialogue because it's all I, can I say gold. It? Yeah. Can I sure. say it? Okay. So because you're talking about how, because Chaotica is a megalomaniac, it's a good idea to appeal to his ego. Use grandiose language. He likes to be called sire. And it helps to say things like the clever fiendishness of your evil plan is brilliant. <laughs> and remember, Raygun, not phaser, uh, imagine, uh, what was it? Imagizer. 
not view screen, and Earthlings, not Terrans. <laughs> and then uncork the pheromones as a last resort. And then when you yell at her, you're like, I'll see you at the Fortress of Doom. And remember, you're the queen. <laughs> All I can think of, uh, do you remember that scene in Princess Bride when they're leaving uh, Miracle Max and it's, it's uh-huh. Billy Crystal and Carol Kane. Carol Kane says, bye-bye, boys. And then <laughs> Billy oh, Crystal yeah. says, have fun storming the castle. And then that's exactly that's how right. I felt. When you kind of send Janeway off. Oh, that's funny. I don't think I was thinking of that when I did it, but (laughs) it was such a fun scene. I I vividly remember this scene. We had to do it a lot because as you, as you recall, um, in the hallway, it was all about timing. Yes. You know, you'd, you'd round a corner, start the dialogue and you'd have to finish it precisely at a certain point point for Mm -hmm. the shot to work. Yeah. So I remember we had to do these scenes, these sections a lot. Yeah. And it was always fun. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there were a lot of words because it was all me basically. Like it was yeah. a long monologue with her throwing her nodding a, the whole time, her uh-huh. nodding, yeah, or, right. or going, yeah. "Uh huh, what, uh-huh. Wait, what, wait, what is that?" Yeah, <laughs> it was, most of it was you me, carried so that scene. Yes, I remember it just being so much fun, and and yeah. even though we had to do it over and over, I was having so much fun doing it and playing and trying to get her to laugh and get a reaction out of her that I was just, I had a blast doing it. So, but you know, over two, over two decades later, I'm still smiling ear to ear, listening about how excited and fun, how much fun you had filming this scene. Yeah. It's just, it I, was, it's just, uh, it was great. It was really, get, I really, I cannot fun. get enough of it. Okay. We do go to next to the fortress of doom. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, Dr. Kiara is about to fire the death ray. He's getting mm-hmm. it, uh, He's getting it all ready to go. And then he's mm-hmm. going to make an announcement to the citizens of the fifth dimension. And I love how he takes the microphone and he takes the cord and he whips he it. Whips it. And you hear and the he, whip sound too. Yeah, they right? put they it in a which later on, which later on, Janeway does the same move, which I love. <laughs> yes, it made she me does laugh. do that. But again, this is something that I never thought they would include into an episode of voyager you know yeah. this these type of very campy kind of things but you can oh, so do it good. with captain proton it get works away with here it. you can get away it's with it great. exactly and this is the uh, introduction of arachnia right oh yes. because he says he on the little uh microphone he says uh you must surrender fifth dimension and then you hear a little like someone uh-huh. is responding and he's like oh is this their surrender and no it is arachnia she wants to see him yes and she enters and there's this beautiful shot pushing into Kate and she poses oh like a 1940s movie Hollywood star. Yeah. And you cut back to Martin uh, Rayner or Chaotica yeah. and he, he shivers. <laughs> like, oh, now, so I was there when they filmed this shot, when she came in. Okay. And I was, I'm not even in the scene, but I was there to watch this. And when they called Kate on set, she was in character. She did not walk on yeah. like Kate Mulgrew. She walked on like Arachnia with this, yes. with this complete air of grandeur. And it was just, yes. she just, she strolled on like royalty. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I just remember the entire crew so and myself watching Kate and we were all going, oh, we were, we were mesmerized by this. It was the <laughs> best. Loved it. It was really good. Yeah. She does uh, start talking to him. He asks why she's here. And mm-hmm. and she uses one of the lines that Harris had recommended. She says, I've always admired your clever fiendishness. <laughs> <laughs> and laugh. And he, he's touched and overwhelmed. And he kisses her hand. 
Yeah. And uh, and and then she moves over. She's she says, uh, is this the death ray? Is this your death ray? And he goes, no, that's no, the no. cradle yeah. cradle of persuasion. Yes. And this is the brain probe. <laughs> I love all yeah. the description of these props yeah. and tools. Oh my She's goodness. Looking around at all the amazing props and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, she finds, oh, she goes up to the throne. Yes. She wants to see his throne. And then she sees the pheromones. And she's yes. Like, oh, you've still got yes. this. Yes. And, and uh, he walks away. And she steals and she it. Pop, she steals it. Yeah. She sticks it in her sleeve. Okay. So we, when she steals it, did you notice yes. the close-up on her fingers? No. Okay. She has the black nails to match, and they match Martin. I didn't even know Martin Rayner has black nail polish as well. But if you look at her nails, like the, the standard nail, then beyond the nail, it was there was an additional added um, piece of black nail that went on oh her gosh. finger. So it was a very elaborate nail job that was done with this extra part that goes that rides up her finger towards her wow. knuckle. It was so, I was like, what? I don't what remember seeing that. Yeah, the detailing was just, I mean, wow. no stone was left unturned by makeup, wardrobe, set no. design. They They went all out. And another thing I noticed later on, there's a 50-50 shot, a, you know, face-to-face shot of Martin Rayner and Kate Mulgrew. Yeah. And I know that Martin's a shorter man. Right. And I do remember that they wanted Kate in heels, a bit of heels, and that right. was going to raise her up. So they wanted Martin to not be drastically shorter than her. Drastically yeah. shorter, mm-hmm. vertically yeah. challenged. Right. So they put him in these amazing, like, platform shoes. But yes, you don't, you don't really you don't see, see them. I remember those shoes now. Yeah, they were like like Kiss, the rock band big. with they their shoes. Big. Yeah, yeah big high shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to your nail comment. There are so yeah. many details. No yeah. stone is left unturned. They right. thought about that ahead of time. Yeah. Got his height up. It also was just a great shoe for his character. Okay. You don't really see it, but but uh, mm-hmm. it was great. Oh, yeah. yeah so she takes the pheromones and i made another note here about the score the mm-hmm. score in the scene was phenomenal so good amazing so good. uh she does make up a story about uh she wants him to turn off the lightning shield and he's like why why are you so interested in this and she talks about her spider ships are arriving to join in the fight mm-hmm. and um and that she wants him to turn off the lightning shield so her spider ships can come and help and- help them and that there, yeah. and so she, well, she says, turn it off so that my spider ships and my soldiers can pay tribute to you. Pay tribute. Yeah, yeah, that's how, because he kept saying, well, just send your ships into the fight. You know, they don't have to yeah. come here. So he's trying, she's trying every single way. But I do love when she sits on his throne and she says, huh, somehow I feel very comfortable here. Like it's the captain's chair, right? Like, <laughs> yes. So funny. Oh my gosh. He does say he's reluctant to lower these shields, but she could prove her loyalty by becoming his queen, by marrying him. Yeah. And uh, she agrees and she says, but I want my fleet to come and witness this event. Yeah. So she's trying every way to turn off the lightning shield. Yeah. Because there's even that part when she goes, she goes, and don't forget about the lightning shield. She keeps saying she still yeah. throws that out there. But he's and already he says, ready to have the marriage now, immediately. He's ready the to ceremony. have it now. Yeah. And he says, I'll turn it off and let your ships come yeah. when they arrive on, <laughs> on the wedding day. Yeah. The day, and he says, the day you become bride of Chaotica. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. 
It was amazing. Um, we go back out to the rocks area. We're yes. still in the black and white world. Mm-hmm. This is where this is the point where I was like, "Wow, we've been in this black and white world a lot in this episode." Right. And now we but see the we, doctor. We yeah. see some footsteps. We reveal it's the doctor. He is scanned. He's the president of Earth. He's mm-hmm. got a big patch here that says the president of Earth. <laughs> yeah. oh. And they gave him glasses too. So yes. yeah, uh, which was interesting. Um, but he, he's scanned by one of the photonic aliens. Yeah. Um, well, actually, before he does what, how we should talk about that. He, he remember, he has the one device, the alien device yes. that Satan's robot had knocked out of the main mm-hmm. photonic aliens hand earlier. So now he uses that to sort of call or bring the alien through the threshold. So he sort of beams oh, the alien right. in. Beams yeah. Him in. Yeah. And that's when he scans uh, the doctor and realizes, mm-hmm. Hey, you're alive. Like me, mm-hmm. uh, yep. you're a photonic, uh, you're a photonic creature, just like being me. like I am. Mm-hmm. And the doctor shares with him uh, the fact, and we all know that this is a fact, that the only person that can possibly (laughs) save them all is Captain Proton. Yeah, he's amazing. He's the defender of the universe. The scourge. (laughs) Oh, that was the best line. He goes, defender of the universe, scourge of intergalactic evil and a competent medic to boot. But don't say I said so. (laughs) So that was a very Very tongue-in-cheek little addition there. Uh, I wonder if he, I think that was written in. I don't think he added that, that was in. that had to be written in because yeah. oh the medic part or yeah yeah I'm sure that was written in yeah I'm sure that was written uh, in. yeah I do so uh the doctor says you know if you let Captain Proton save he'll defeat Chaotica and then mm-hmm. you can leave safely with confidence that these guys are right you know, but the defeated. main point is that he asked them to stop firing because mm-hmm. the firing of their photonic weapons is causing us to get deeper and deeper in this subspace mm-hmm. uh sandbar so uh and the guys agree i mean he's really he he's like okay yeah. he's a good guy he's a good guy yeah. this photonic alien yes he is we go back to the proton ship and harry and paris are working on the bridge paris that, even says at this blocking. point he's like when this is all over, I'm deleting this whole program. Like, I this know thing is he's going to shut down the program. He's going to retire his rocket pack. But I love oh, the yeah. the introductory shot is is basically it's like a ballet. I mean, it's just like that blocking yeah. of the beating. And Harry ducks underneath the the, the robot's arms and the goes rope, here. Yeah, and the just, yeah, you have to duck under his other arm coming around. So it was a nice little little dance uh, blocking yeah. in the beginning there. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the doctor arrives on the Proton's bridge. He says something about, this feels pretty good. I, I feel like I want to run for office uh, when this is all <laughs> over. <laughs> this, this feels right to me to be president of Earth, right? which I thought was very funny. Uh, we go inside the Castle of Doom, and there's a wedding ring that mm-hmm. that uh, Janeway thinks is for her, for Arachnia, but no. <laughs> it's for him. <laughs> it's for him. <laughs> She's told, you will present this to Chaotica at the wedding. <laughs> they detect proton ship coming in so they start yep. fire they're they're going to fire the death ray at the ship yep. that's when Janeway walks over to the one henchman who's about to fire the death ray and she does a little karate chop to the back karate of his chop. Head, <laughs> which knocks him out right yes <laughs> and then um and Janeway grabs the, the 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 ray gun and starts aiming it at chaotica and lonzac and that's when uh chaotica says you know take her out. And he fires at her. And of course that, that does nothing to her at all. She laughs. Then he, he says the confinement rings and he calls her an impetuous harlot was the, was the word, (laughs) the phrase that he uses. But did you notice when he says confinement rings, then they come, they cut back to a shot of uh, the two of uh, it's basically chaotic and Lonzak. Yes. But 
it's a little continuity error because he's moving to touch his button before he says confinement rings. And that's uh, what I could. Yeah. So it's sort of like, oh, you sort of anticipated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my only issue. But I love he's so. got the button on his belt. Yeah. And uh, that activates these rings, which is basically a force field around mm-hmm. her. She's mm-hmm. she's trapped. And she's then trapped. they do. They do activate the weapon to fire at Captain Proton's ship. We go right. onto the, the ships. And then uh, Paris tells the doctor to activate the destructo beam. And the doctor's like, what's that? He goes, the, the big button in the middle of the panel. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. The big, the big button in the middle of the panel. Yeah. So the doctor starts going to push a button. And both Harry and Tom in unison go, the other no, panel. Yeah, the other panel. We, we yeah. scream it. Like, I want to know what that other button that he almost pushed does. I'm yeah, curious. Exactly. What was that? Maybe that's the one where the eject, we eject out of the ship or something Maybe, like that. Yeah. I don't know. But that was very funny. The other panel. We scream at him. Yeah. And we go to the bridge. We are getting pulled deeper into subspace still mm-hmm. at this point. We yeah, go back because to of the fire, the alien weapons. Yeah. Uh, and that, well, really chaotic is weapon firing at mm-hmm. um at the proton ship mm-hmm. yeah the doctor says incoming here um we go back to the fortress janeway is opening up her pheromones at this point yes she's she's chained to the wall right she's not in the uh the yeah energy but, i mean but her her purpose was to sort of uh release these pheromones so that chaotica is affected yes but chaotica leaves the scene or he moves further moves away further away and, and lonzak replaces him and he's the one that starts smelling the the pheromones and lonzak, uh, he's like sniffing <laughs> and it cuts back to her and then he's sniffing some more and he starts walking towards her yeah he's slowly walking and sniffing and smelling <laughs> and he's under her spell he is and he says your beauty is maddening Entangle me in your web, yeah. he says, which I love. Yes, yes. Um, and oh my goodness. and she says, "Free me," and which he does. And then she fires the her, uh, the ray gun at the minions. And now she's got the ray gun up. She tells Chaotica to lower his shields. Yes, his lightning shield, which he does. She shoots him, and he bounces. <laughs> the way that he bounces around. <laughs> finally falls the most dramatic death i've ever seen in my life now when he deactivates the shield did you notice anything with that sound effect no it i'm pretty sure it is the sound effect from the old pac-man game because he goes like that that's what when you lose when you lose it when you get you know eaten by the little things that are chasing right. you pac-man your when it when your pac-man folds down to nothing it goes it goes like that oh yeah just didn't have the bloop bloop at the very end but the do 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 first part is very pac very pac manny yes yes it was pretty good i saw him like he he went down to deactivate the lightning shield he turned the knob to the left and then he turned it back fast to the right and i was like that's a weird knob you gotta go kind of slow one way and then turn it back the other way fast it was kind of funny i didn't catch but i'll buy anything yeah yeah sure why not she grabs the microphone to talk to captain proton she and she's the still cord. she's she whips the cord we hear the whip sound and she's still in character she she's like yeah. arachnia to proton she doesn't say you know jane way to, to paris yeah. she's still in character which is amazing um, <laughs> it's amazing the, the background she's symphony, into it yeah it's still happening yes. great job the music is still and going. she she does say to him i don't know how to tell you this 
but when she fires at him uh, yeah. earlier. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you this. Bang. She has, shoots him. But the wedding's wedding off, is off. Which yeah. I love. Uh-huh. Really good. Yeah. Paris calls uh, for the destructo beam. Yeah. The doctor pushes it. He pushes back. the same button that turns it on. So really pushing that button would turn it off if it's you're thinking the, of it's that. Like, but it's, it's Chaotica's knob that works both ways. It's the yeah. same. Yeah. Pretty old technology. Mm-hmm. So Chaotica dies really big. It was amazing. <laughs> and uh, and then, then Janeway says, uh, Chicote calls and says, uh, things are good. You know, it seems Distortions like are closing. Work. We're yep. realigning with the normal space. That's the mm-hmm. shot from the bridge. And uh, then she says, give me a minute, which was an odd little yes. like, why sentimental. Does she... here? Yes, that's what I, I put a question mark there. Like, why question did she mark, ask yeah. for that minute there? Yeah, give sort, me of, a sort of to give some homage to him for being as, as, you know, amazing as he was as an evil conqueror. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but Proton. Buster Kincaid, the president, and Satan's robot bursts through the doors. Yes. We all run in there. <laughs> and um, and the robot's running faster than he ran before, I noticed. He's, yeah, he's, he's doing good. Printed in there. Um, Chaotica speaks one last time. He still has a little last breath mm-hmm. of, of, of life in him. Um, and then he, he expires. And, and then he now does say, you have not seen the last, the last of, of me, of Chaotica. Right. But then yes. we're drawn to some sounds from the Imagizer. And we walk over there and we see it broadcasts the end. And then a question mark at the end with Chaotica's evil mark. laugh at the end. Yes. There. Yes. Oh, my God. Very good. Really, really um, good. Great episode. I don't even know. Did you come up with a lesson? I did. <laughs> you did? Okay, I do go. have a lesson. Go. My theme or my lesson from this episode is that you can take care of business and have fun at the same time. (laughs) That's the lesson I got. Like we took care of business. We, you know, we dealt with our mission of the week, but we had fun doing it. And why not? Why not? That's my lesson. Okay. Um, I'm gonna leave that. I don't. I don't have a lesson. I was too. Yeah. I was too. Exa- I was too engaged in the episode to even think of a lesson. To be honest, this was. Maybe a, a, it was yeah. just an entertaining. This is just a fun. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was just all about entertainment and fun, and you know, this was our. I don't know how you. How 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 would you even describe this? This is just, it, just our, our. It's an amazing episode. That's amazing. How yeah, it's it. just an amazing episode. <laughs> it had the whole cast involved. Yeah. It had comedy. It mm-hmm. had. I mean, I guess you know maybe one complaint is there weren't really deep stakes. I mean, I guess there were, but you know the shit we were getting pulled into subspace. I mean, maybe yeah. that could have been amplified a little bit so the stakes yeah. felt a little more serious. Mm-hmm. But we spent most of our time in the fun, entertaining world. So yeah, we did. We did. What's did your you rating? rating? Oh, my I just rating. Asked you. What is um, your rating? Since this Jinxies. is Captain Proton, I'm going to go with you first. Okay, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a 9.5. Wow. Yes. I think this is one of our oh best episodes ever. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's I'm... just right up my alley. Aside from the fact that, yes, I had a, a, a bit of, you know, work to do in the episode, but that's, I don't always, that's not why I value episodes, whether I had a big role or small role. Mm. I think this was just a really good episode. I think a lot of it rests on Martin Rayner's shoulders. Mm-hmm. He 
centered it in a way, but the whole cast, our Lonzac, our everybody was so good. Um, okay. You were great. Okay, Bob was you. great. Yeah. Everybody was really good. Constance Goodhart was great. Um, yeah, I think it was, I'm going to give it a 9.5. What about you? I'm going to give it, I'm not going to go as high as you, but I'm still mm-hmm. going to go high. I'm going to say 8.99. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 8.99. That's what All I'm right. going to give it. All right. So we're okay. both pretty high. Okay. I would say between you and I, our average is about 9.2. Okay. So okay. that's the average of, uh, of team you and I. Flyers. Yes. So, so what is here I have the Admiral and Captain rating for Bride of Chaotica. Mm-hmm. Their average, we were 9.2 average. Their mm. average, 8.7. Oh, wow. 8.7. Interesting. Yeah. So close. I was to my guessing it was going to go higher than that. Mm-hmm. 8.7. I think, you know, I think one of the reasons, I mean, if I had to be super picky, I think that it's always hard in a holodeck because you're playing a character. Yeah. But you also have to play that you're still your character. Right. You know, right, that right. Our, our crew members, Janeway and Paris and Harry, we're those characters aren't actors. They're real people on a starship yeah. in our story. So they shouldn't be great actors in any holodeck. They should still be pretty much themselves, a version of themselves. And I guess, you know, you might take away some points for the fact that all of us sort of dove, dove into these characters a bit and we're act play acting. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think Paris does quite often dive into the captain proton role Kate as Janeway diving into Arachnia, she definitely embraced that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so I guess if if that bothers you that the characters are able to act like other characters in the holodeck, maybe that's a criticism. Maybe the stakes weren't high enough mm. that this subspace danger was really significant in some way. But, but regardless, eight point seven is still a very high rating, though. You know, yeah, it is. you can't say that that's like horrible. That's still very no. very good. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There All you right. go. There you go, everybody. That's our discussion on Cap- uh, Bride of Chaotica. I almost said Captain Proton. That is our <laughs> discussion on Bride of Chaotica. Woohoo! Yeah. All right. And Patreon patrons, please stick around for your bonus material where we will have our conversations with our guest stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, and join us next week when we will be reviewing the episode Gravity. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye.